All right. Hey, 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 listeners. Welcome back to yet another episode of Cables, Coffee, and Curveballs. Did I get that right again? You did. I did. You're a professional now. I'm a professional. I'll forget by tomorrow morning. Day two and six episodes in, you finally nailed the open, Yeah, no promises for tomorrow, though. (laughs) Um, So we have with us today, and I'm not going to do what I've done every other time, is introduce you guys and then tell you to introduce yourselves again. (laughs) So I will just ask you, our special guest today, to to introduce themselves. I'm Steve Greenblatt. I'm, uh, my company is Control Concepts, and we are one of the co-hosts of Ask the Programmer and also host of the State of Control podcast. All right. Awesome. Um, James King here, and I'm co-host with Steve on Ask the Programmer, uh, crew member on AV Life, uh, HEPMA, work for UNLV School of Med for my day job. Again, Google me, you'll find me. And oh. you're a East Coast transplant. Yes, I moved from New Jersey to Vegas. New Jersey to Vegas. All right. Oh. Um, fellow, Met, fellow Met fan, I hear. Yes. Uh, I was just going to get George, to that. Sorry. <laughs> I jumped the gun. I jumped the gun. <laughs> fellow, fellow Met, fellow Bald AV guy. I yeah. mean, we have so much in common. Yeah. How come we never met before? I don't know, but you got to grow the beard. You got yeah. the beard like our logo, yeah. like yeah. Sweet Lou. The problem with the beard for Shout me. Shout out Sweet Lou. Is the problem with the beard for me is my beard curls. <laughs> so when I had hair, I would curl too, so no matter how long I grew it out. Yeah. It was always right. So my beard is the same thing. It's just yeah, like stops yeah. right there. Yeah. Um, this has now completely gone off the rails. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it's okay. Curveballs, <laughs> man. I love so, it. Steve, let's start with you. Yeah. Um, show floor. What has been your favorite part so far? What everybody's basically talking about is uh, how products can work together and how you can find um, more interoperability. Uh, I think that there's a lot more collaboration. So I, it's not about the technology. It's more about what you can do with it. Right. Ah, collaboration. That was our buzzword during our presentation yeah. today, right, Georgie? Absolutely. We said, uh, what was the other one? Collaboration and communication. Communication. Yeah. That was, uh, you know. Mind, what were you saying? Metacognition meta- or something? Metacognition. <laughs> Word of the day. Folks. Word of the day. Metacognition. Word of the day. Um, but no, uh, everything that's happening in education today, we feel uh, the collaboration and the communication is the absolute most important for what's coming next, which, you know, yeah, sure. Let's use the buzzword metaverse, or whatever you want to call it, XR, VR. Now, you guys are you guys are host of the show. Um, ask the programmer. Ask the programmer. I was going to say interview the programmer. Sorry. Um, ask the programmer. So you guys are really into the programming aspect of AV, right? Correct. So what would your recommendation? So our AV degree program that we've started is on a very base level. It's more technical as far as the hardware is concerned, you know, basic line drawings, ins and outs, as we called it a lifetime ago. <laughs> of course, now everything's over Cat 6, so is there really an in and out? I don't know. Yeah. So what would your recommendation be to us from a how to get started into the programming uh, for the students? I, I would say give them the tools to start tinkering. It's great to install the equipment, wire it all up, but if you can't make it work, do you get actually achieve the fruit of your labor. Right. I think right now we're looking at programming used to be more of like a full stack approach. You did everything from beginning to end. But I think we're building more specialties now. So UI, user interface, that's a specialty. User experience. And now you're talking about 
How do I integrate an API? How do I build functionality? These are all these specialties. Right. But of course, you have to know how the whole system works. Right. So, and writing the code is just about learning a language. Right. But it's about understanding how the users are going to use it. And I think you have to have a big picture. The programmer has to have a, a lot of disciplines mm -hmm. and know a lot about, a little, about everything and know a little about a lot of parts right. because they have to be able to troubleshoot right. and be able to say that it's because the programming is always what's the first thing that people look at is being what the problem is. Right. So I'm assuming you guys are both programmers, right? Let's let's let, I don't know, I don't at program. one point. <laughs> at one point. Let's address the elephant in the room. Yeah? AI. Hmm. What are your thoughts? So, first off, you got to truly define what AI is, because there's so many terminology and so use cases for AI. But kind of if you boil it down to it, the way I look at it, it's just very, very, very well done programming. <laughs> to be able to write its own program. Yeah. Is it? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, evidently there's a lot of, I mean, the, the biggest thing with the AI stuff, like, I mean, ChatGPT is the fact-checking stuff, right, that we're seeing, like, people, didn't, I saw something the other day, a uh, was it a lawyer got in trouble for something for citing a bunch of, uh, like, it, what he, the content he pulled was fine, but all the reference cases he pulled were, like, not real things, or, like, not, yeah, so, like, there's a lot of gray area still with that, I think that scares me, and I think scares George a little bit, too. It terrifies me, Rise of the Machines, I think, is real. Not saying we don't use it. But um, yeah. you know, it's a great tool. Yeah, yeah. But that's the thing. It's yeah. a tool. Tool. So go 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 go. I think James has got it. You know, it's, yeah. It, it's something that we have to look at. It's not going to go away, mm. and we have to figure out how to use it for good. Right. So uh, you know, AI, machine learning, all these stuff. Where do you think it fits into AV today and tomorrow? See. <laughs> <laughs> We've been trying to do stuff like this for a long time. Everybody right. wants to walk into a room and then it does everything for you. Right, right. I think that it'd be important to understand how to customize it actually for the person walking into the room, right. not necessarily generalizing that the person walking into the room is gonna want the same thing. Right. So that, that's where I see AI and machine learning being very valuable in our experience. Mm. So where I see AI being a good tool, um, but my thing is, what we gotta remind ourselves about is, what if it doesn't work? Do you have the knowledge to know it's not working and to, to fix it? Troubleshoot, yeah. Um, so that's the problem, we're relying too much on AI. Like, I've had that conversation with manufacturers. It's like, oh, you hit a button and it works. I'm like, great. What if it doesn't work? Well, what do you mean? Like, what if it doesn't work? Yeah. Uh, uh, they, they couldn't answer. Yeah. Well, we, we saw, speaking of AI, I mean, we, we're, we saw a good demo. Was it yesterday, George? The Hudley yeah. demo? Yeah. So just speaking of it, we, we, were, we saw a demo yesterday of the, the cameras that they're, they're pushing right now. I, mean, I know other companies are doing it, but that's the one that's coming to mind right now because it's fresh in my head. With the three camera setup that can extend out, I think it's at eight, six, eight, six, eight. I think eight. And it's not just your traditional speaker tracking but it's literally using AI to to pick up on the room and it uh, picks up on cues of the people listening around the conference table and kind of takes a shot of them goes back to the speaker um, it the concept is really freaking cool um, you know it definitely in general not no knock on 
it's ugly. It needs it's you know it's still something that it needs some work, but the concept of it is really cool. The when, when the demo they showed us was was well done. And you know, AI has really been around AV for a long time, right? We've been doing building management systems and saying, oh, you know, I want to walk into a room, and if uh, 15 minutes into the class the systems nobody's in the room, you know, shut down the shut down the system, shut down the HVAC, or turn down 20% of the lights, or whatever it is. Here's my question. Me, as a designer, how do I sell this to facilities that we need to work together? Because this is a message I cannot seem to get over to our facilities folks. And I'm sure I'm not the only one that's having this battle. So, funny enough, is in my session uh, today, someone brought up how to work with facilities. My answer straight out was one buy your facility manager a beer or a coffee sit down have a conversation especially in higher education is our goal is to educate the students no matter who's at that university their job is to educate the students one way or another even the president of the university that's their job janitors of the school that's their job to educate the students one way or another so you, everyone get on the same page that that's their goal and they understand that, then the partnership works. Um, back on the East Coast, I had it where my facility team, if I need a display in a room, all I had to do was go to the facility team and go, hey, I need a display in room one. They knew how high, where to put it, center of the room, knowing the electric needed to be there, knowing the data ring needed to be there, Full strength, everything. We nice. Had that relationship. Right. It wasn't an overnight relationship. And then we were like, all right, put the mount on, TV on, we're done. Right. So. That's a that's. I mean, that's a wonderful relationship, and it's a tough one to get to that point. <laughs> it is. Especially when you have turnover yeah. in the department constantly. We used to be at that point at one point in time. Now I'm that way with uh, one of the campuses, but the other campus is very different. You know what I mean? Like, it's tough. And we're a multi-campus institution, so it's much harder because we work with different areas. Even though my area is more centralized, facilities, you're working with different areas, you're working with different people, they have different roles, things are done differently in one campus to the other. Lots so of silos. Lots of silos, and it's much harder. We need to, to break those silos. We do. George and yeah. I talk about this all the time, because I work in the College of Arts and Sciences specifically, whereas George is in Central IT, but George and I work together on things constantly, just because that's the natural uh, basis of our job. But so tired of silos yeah. and we'd rather ed. spend time with each other than well, other people in well, university well so <laughs> kind of a good suggestion in there is get someone who can speak facilities on your team I was very lucky my co-worker could do that he he was the type of person where I'd be like hey we need to mount something or calculate this lens distance or that was skills I didn't need to focus on. He knew the language, he knew how to handle it, and he could talk to the facilities in their language. That's a great point. Just like yeah. I could talk IT to the network. Yeah. It's getting that language. Yeah. I think Joe, I think I feel like Joe when we spoke with Joe on the podcast, he mentioned something like that at USC where he was able to kind of build his team. He made like a list, right, George? I remember yeah. he had a list of like all the different skill sets he wanted. And like as he was looking through resumes, he was like checking things off. And if like you hit like five or six of them, it was like, okay, cool, cool. This works, this works. So what you're saying, uh, James, actually that's a, that's, a, that's a really, so like a, somebody that can talk facilities, but also has that, obviously that little bit of tech knowledge, but can, can speak to them just 
grab it even like you said grab a cup of coffee sometimes it doesn't have to be a zoom meeting like go out to starbucks and sit down for, for an hour and, and actually just chat sometimes that does wonders right steve let me ask you the question from uh from a vendor standpoint right um here with control concepts you, yes. you mentioned so i'm sure you work with corporate you work with education uh, with higher ed, what would you say, in your opinion, is the biggest difference between higher ed and corporate? So, higher ed, I think, at least I, I feel, is a lot more approachable and they're a lot more cooperative and collaborative. Okay. And, and I think that there's a lot, we, we all seem to be trying to go for the same goal, whereas I think corporate, there's a little bit more friction, there's a little, a little less investment in what we're doing. Right. I, I feel like there's, there are bigger barriers to overcome. Right. A little more cutthroat, right? Yeah. <laughs> <And, laughs> for lack of a better there's, word. There's, honestly, there's money on the line. Yeah, right. of course, of course. Right. Yeah. Right. That's what I was gonna get. I was like, the money factor yeah. is. Is it more? Pre Who's more annoying? Let's call it. Let's call it out as well, it is. Keep in mind, we have three ac academia people here. Well, there's a lot more pressure in the corporate world. That's yeah. No doubt. No yeah. Doubt. I mean, I love working with uh, with the education institutions. Right. And for what we do, one of the things that we try to specialize on is standardization and providing a consistent standard experience, no matter what the system is. So. Right. And do you think it's easier to to instill the standard base? Uh, stuff in academia or is it uh, or is corporate understand it better or is corporate like we don't care just give us whatever works if there is if you can show them return on investment corporate will go for it uh, uh, academic institutions are more siloed lo looking at it from a <laughs> service standpoint right we, we have to own this so what's going to make our lives easier yeah from both of your perspectives, um, this is a question we like to ask because we, we like to we like to get honest feedback. So George and I are building, we're trying to build an AV pro academic program at Peace. Uh, we teach the courses. We've we've already run one this past semester. It's becoming a minor within the next couple months, I'd say. Uh, our end goal is, to be, is for it to become a major. What would your advice from you know the, the world you've come from, the world you're currently in, be to us as we are? starting to build this type of academic program and formalizing um, training that we've all kind of, you know, either taken or, as we always say, as stumbled George always says, into. fallen into, stumbled into, right, into this industry. Don't overlook the importance of control and, and programming, because quite honestly, if you look at the CTS, I, I'm, I have a CTS, I firmly believe in it, but there's two pages in the CTS manual on control right. in the whole in the whole manual. Right. So I, I just think it, what we do has never been given the attention that it deserves, and quite honestly, I've been in the industry almost 30 years. It's um, it started off where using a computer was just. Uh, specialty to now everything is computer based and everything right. is programmable and everything requires somebody to who knows how to program. Yeah. So I, I think what you guys are doing at PS is amazing, um, and it's much needed. But I'm going to take a little stab at it and say it's too late. Um, my my understanding is by the time most students go to college. They already decided what they wanted to do. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, now, yes, you do have people who change majors. Yep. Yep. It's a smaller pool. But yeah. We need to hit them younger. We need to, like, research shows, I was actually under pressure, research shows that um, girls, especially, make up their mind on what they're going to do at the age in sixth grade. 
I've actually oh, heard, heard at wow. third grade. That oh, boy. Yeah. My daughter's going into third grade. Yeah. Oh, they boy. start picking their career path. <laughs> so Maybe it is. We need uh, to hey, <laughs> she's sex savvy. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm on board for that. That's great. And that's where we need to hit them. We need to hit them young. And we all know, I mean, you look at IT with the Intel. Intel's all over the TV. Apple's all over TV. Bose is all over TV. Beats, you name it, it's all over TV. You don't see any AV. No. No one knows it. Where my kids know AV from, the show Stranger Things. <laughs> the AV. What a okay. great show, yeah. by the way. Yeah, yeah. great show. Actually, Dustin's from my hometown. Is that right? Nice. Also, while we're talking about that, is this there, uh, when you watch uh, Stranger Things, is there a warm and toasty feeling about the 80s that you're like, man, those are some good times? Uh, yeah, it seems that. George, are you talking about the fact that you're over oh, 40 and I'm under go. 40? Here we go. So I, gotta get, I, knew, I have to get that I on every episode. If I don't get that, that on every episode, it's not an episode. He was, I just knew he was going to get that I have that 11 more months to use that, so I got to use it. I tell you what, though. You have more injuries of a 40-plus-year-old right. than I do. He's right. <laughs> so, He's right. I'm coming off a torn Achilles. He's yeah. coming off of three surgeries. Three. And I have, well, uh, let me not finish that sentence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't jinx yourself. Let me not finish that oh, sentence. Don't, don't finish yourself. that sentence, George. <laughs> I double jinxed myself and ended up breaking my shoulder and my foot in the same yeah. time. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Yeah. Well, well he, Steve, Steve no, noted what you just said about the CTS. I'm actually signed up to... T- I haven't. I don't have my CTS yet. I've been putting it off... Um, about 10 years ago, I pivoted out of the actual realm of where George's department and moved into a more administrative IT uh, instructional technology role, and I never really circled back to it. So I finally decided once we started this program, this was the year I was going to do it. So I'm signed up to take it in August and duly noted on the uh, the control portion of it. Cause I, I believe it when I see it. I've been hearing hey, about this test for a long time I'm, now. I'm signed up, man. It's on the calendar. You know I don't... You know I'm... Typical under 40, you know... <laughs> Can't uh, I can't uh, sign off on anything? Kind of attitude. Listen, I was a straight A student. I represent that uh, saying. <laughs> I don't have my CTS either. Okay. Same boat. Just fair. haven't yeah. done it. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, again, I meant to say this before and I forgot. You know, um, but the one thing about our course, Steve, is we actually spend I think at least two entire days of the course on control systems. Mm-hmm. Um, not the programming, but the sense of it, the brains of the room, how the brains of the room function, why you need a control system. Like, you know, um, forgive me for saying this, but we're a restaurant shop, right? So we have, so brains of my rooms are restaurants. So, all right, so I can put this tiny little RMC in the, in the ceiling and I can control up to 30 classrooms. How does that work? So we do emphasize on the control system portion of the room, but you're absolutely right. Um, CTS and other areas, you know, AV is like, oh yeah, here's a TV or here's a projector, and you know, this is how you do it. It's it gloss over what the room should do as long as you have all the equipment in it, you know how to wire it. But, correct. You know, it's still but how are you going to make it work? Where are the brains exactly of this? Right. I just wanted to add on, just tagging off of what James said, I would also recommend that you take this class to employers because somebody like me. I don't really have that many resources to train somebody new to the industry, right. and I'm trying to bring people in because I think that's we all have that responsibility. So I think what you're doing is very important, not just to current students, but maybe people who are furthering their career. Yeah. I, in, that, in, in that case, Rich, I'm going to jump in here and say, you know, maybe we should talk a little bit about possible internships or co-ops. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
right? Yeah. So we we even guest speakers or yeah. even speakers. You yeah. know, it's it's we're we're open to again. This is the first page of the of this notebook for Rich and I, hmm. and however we can fill this up, we're you know open to that idea. So, yeah, it's, um, it sounds like you two are going to be so we're going to be picking your brains. Uh, our 300 level course is going to be very much more on the technical programming side of things, which, which I always... Rich or I should yeah. be teaching. Well, yeah, and I, I, bow, I bow out there. I fully admit George is way more technical than me, and I let him handle that stuff. But uh, even that one is getting us a little nervous because, we're you know, we're trying to... We have a 100 level, we have a 200 level. 100 levels, every little bit of everything. Every week's a different topic, which is the point. It's an intro course. 200 levels, a project management more-based course. And then the 300 one gets really technical, or that's the goal. It's going to be really technical. Um, so yeah, we'll see. We're gonna we're gonna see where it goes. It's it's in the pipeline to get approved right now, and then we're gonna hopefully run it next spring. So yeah. Well, that's all the AV talk. Let's have a little bit. Yeah, of fun let's have now, some fun right? now. Let's have, little, let's let, have let, some let's fun. The party's little... still going around here, as you can hear the music in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Richard. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey yo. Flying object. <laughs> um, so first question I'm gonna ask you guys is I'm gonna steal Rich's question. Wow. Not including Rich and myself. <laughs> Sexiest bald man alive. <laughs> James is about to fall out of He's like, really, guys? I was just no. listening to one of your shows, yeah. so I heard all of the... Yeah. Oh, so you know the answer. <laughs> so you know the answer. Uh, all right, well, yeah, that's fair. that's fair. I say Frank. Frank, over there. He is definitely... But That's that a good-looking man right yeah, there. All right. That whole saying reminded okay. me of something that happened years ago. I'll tell you all fair. All right, fair, <laughs> fair, fair, fair. Sounds like Steve has the right Steve answer, though. Steve has the right answer. Bruce Willis. Ah, Bruce Willis. Steve did ding, his ding, research. Ding, 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 ding. ding. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So this one's going to be tough. We've gone, I think you, you guys are our fifth, report, fourth or fifth recording. What technology gadget personal life professional life whatever it could be any or not even have to, I don't even want to leave it a gadget what technology would you not be able to live without however phone iPhone was already taken by one of our previous guests tablet laptop headphones Keurig uh, Brit Brit dropped us with a really good one her VHS player because she's a, hey. a, a VHS VHS uh, junkie still which is pretty cool and then what? What did um, Craig have? Oh, lawnmower. Craig said his lawnmower. So we're you know. We're, Keurig. Did you say Keurig? Yeah, Keurig yeah. and Keurig, Keurig, because coffee. So, you know, we're a little flexible with what we mean by technology, but some sort of gadget slash technology. And but you can't pick any of those because those are taken. I would say Kindle slash iPad. Okay. I'm doing a lot of reading on. We'll give you the Kindle. We'll give you. That's Kindle. fair. Yeah. That's fair. Fair. What about you, Steve? TV. TV? Oh wow! Nobody. How is nobody, nobody come up with TV? That that has to be besides the iPhone or you know smartphone. That has to be the most obvious one, and nobody said it. My God! Wow. I've, every I time someone has said, it, I'm like, how is someone not saying? You know what? That never crossed my mind, and I I do watch a lot of TV. I was waiting for that answer. I'll be completely honest. With you. I was waiting for that. Wow. That would be my answer. Yeah, probably more specifically a DVR. Fair. DVR. Oh yeah. Poof. I've never had a DVR. Oh man, you're missing out, man. Yeah. I got. You, what, you, what do you I have, now with streaming. Yeah, that's true. I yeah. have, well, I so I cut the cord and I have YouTube TV and it's a cloud DVR, so everything just sits. I can record weeks and months of everything, and it just is there on Google's cloud. So that works for me. I know it doesn't work for everybody. I'm just saying, but. one of my favorite songs is on just now. Oh, nice, nice. Well, that's a good segue to streaming season. As yeah. we, I know we have a couple. We have about five five minutes left. Yeah, we have about five minutes left. Uh, I'll let you do streaming season. Good. So, streaming season. Rich tries to be young and hip. 
He well, uses all I, these terms. I am young and hip. these terms. Fleek. I don't really use them. Drip, I just pretend whatever. I could do because it bothers George. So guys. he calls it streaming season, like SZN. Yeah, acronyms. All we're asking is, what are you watching these days? <laughs> <laughs> Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. Ah, Ted Lasso. Our buddy Jimmer would love bravo, that. Bravo. I would love that. So I, I've been watching a bunch of different things, some old shows, some new ones. Uh, just got done, wife and I, uh, St. X. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's a good show. I want to say it's on... What's it Paramount? on? Paramount. 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 Paramount has some gems. They do. Um, I'm sorry, what was it called? St. X. St. X. Okay. Yeah, basically, okay. it's a uh, family who goes to Caribbean, and the older daughter basically goes missing and ends up dead. Oh. Wow. And it's the story of how it happened. Oh. It's done nice. pretty well. Um, they also, uh, when I do watch TV, I'll probably watch Blue Bloods or SWAT mm. or... Seal team, something like that. Love good blue bloods. Tom Selleck, yeah. shout out. Yep, yep. Richard from Friends. Honest, you guys Friends fans? I gotta was ask say, that. Honest opinion. Friends. Okay. Friends. Yeah. yeah, we ask yeah. everybody. Okay. Yeah. We fall asleep to Friends. There's very few, but there are a handful. Did you of say we fall asleep to it? That's <laughs> <what> really. <laughs> I fall asleep. I fall asleep to it. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, we we have come across one or two people that have said, eh, you know, yeah. Friends is not my cup of tea. Yeah. Few and far between, it's a, but it's a, it's a weird choice, but whatever. Yeah. You know, yeah. Each his own. Paramount, I do want to say one of my favorite shows on TV from Paramount has to be uh, Mayor of Kingstown. Yes. Yeah. It's on my list, just haven't seen it. it yeah. Oh my yeah, god. That's a that is a oh great my, my wife and I could not stop watching that. We just sat like on the couch for like one week and it just went through I don't know how many seasons are, but it was that is a great show. Only, the thing is it's not you know, like other shows that you need one or two episodes to get into it, you're in right, you're away, in. right away. There's no hook. The hook is immediate. Yeah. yeah. It's an amazing show. Uh, awesome. But seriously, thank you guys so much for joining the show. How can people uh, get in touch with you? Oh, yeah, I keep forgetting that. I got you. Oh, let's see. Go first. <laughs> for me, it's Steve Greenblatt on social media. Cool. Controlconcepts.net is my company. Ask the programmer, state of control, and thank you for having us on. Awesome. Thank you. James? So, to add, I know you guys are freaked out about AI. The very old show I used to watch is called Person of Interest. Person of Interest. I've heard Great of it. Show. Great show. I've heard of it. And it's about AI. Yeah. You'll love yeah, it. you're right. It is about AI. But to get a hold of me, like I said, Google me, you'll find me. Anything with Hepma, Ask the Programmer, comes out weekly cool. on Sunday. Steve and I chant all the time on AV and AM on nice. Twitter. Awesome. Uh, a crew member on AV Life. Again, I'm out there. You'll find me. Cool. Awesome. Awesome. Um... Again, this is a short episode for, for Infocom. We would love to have you guys on the show when season two comes around, so we'll definitely be in touch. But I, we definitely want to talk to you more about the programming and, yeah. and getting that in, included in our curriculum yeah. some way, somehow. Yeah, it sounds like you guys um, could be some great resources yeah, for, for us. Yeah, absolutely. And we're definitely going to reach out to you. But yeah. thank you so much for joining us, and I'm going to sign off by saying, as usual, take care. Oh, I thought you were going to join me. What oh, sorry. Happened? You want to do it again? <laughs> Let's try that again. Take care. Oh, I, thought, ah, I thought you were going to start over again. I'm going right. to sign off by right, saying... I'm going to sign off by saying... Take, take care. care. <laughs> oh, man. Awesome. That was good.